be seated page 401 
page 362 <laughs> I am thine O Lord I have heard that voice and it
page 359 let's all stand again last verse let's have the ushers come up would you take brother closer
Appreciate it, guys. It's good to see all y'all here tonight. Uh, just got a few announcements here. Uh, right after service tonight, remember we got a graduation celebration for Sarah, ha Sarah Hayfley, uh, Bella Dinsmore, and Brady May. So uh, please, everyone, stay, celebrate uh, their accomplishment. Um, this is a big accomplishment. I can't even say the word. So that's how big it is. It's, they, they did a good job. Uh, so. On the 24th, that's uh, this coming Wednesday, we're going to have the end of the year for Crusaders for Christ. Not going to have Bible study, so um, uh, make sure you're here. Let's enjoy the, the evening with the kids and uh, have a good time. And uh, last, we got uh, on the 28th, we got adult uh, choir practice. So if you're in the choir, uh, make arrangements for to, to stay after for that practice. Thank you all. Jesus passing on his way came upon a man one day blind from birth darkness covering his side Jesus spat upon the ground making clay as he stooped down commanded him to go speck of dirt is all I am, nothing worthy of the Lamb. But in mercy and in grace, the precious Savior took my place. What is man that God would love, his virtue so much higher above? sin and nature's night. One day God led me to the light. Saved my soul, now I can tell about His love. 
all I need. A speck of dirt is all I am. Nothing worthy of the Lamb. But in mercy and in grace, the precious Savior took my place. What is man that God would love? His virtue so much higher above. Human minds can't comprehend. Creator as creation's trying to get it straightened out and I'm prone the more I mess with something the more I mess it up so I just wanted to make sure uh, brother Chris up there he'd be throwing stuff at me here in a minute but uh, anyways but I do I appreciate the opportunity to be back again tonight church I, uh, I appreciate the invite again and just uh, uh, the just having the thought of having me here amen uh, this morning uh, I appreciate the Lord just speaking to us and helping us uh, and just to hope it was a blessing to you it was a blessing to me uh, and the word of God 
Uh, anytime we can open it, I believe if we have an open heart and an open mind, more an open heart really than an open mind, uh, that we can allow God to speak to us and help us even when we don't think so. So many times I've opened the Word of God and just kind of flip, just kind of flip through it, looking through it, and all of a sudden you come to a piece of scripture right there that you didn't know you needed that, but God did, and you read it and said, man, that's exactly what I'm going through right now. Uh, the, the Word of God's amazing and uh, how it can affect our life. Amen. Uh, this morning, I failed to introduce my family. Some of y'all, most of y'all know them, but uh, it's Chrissy, my wife Chrissy. The oldest girl we've got is Anna Brooke, and the youngest one we got right there is May. Uh, so in case y'all are wondering, that, that's who they are. We got, and anybody who, whoever cares about it, it's generally just uh, Anna Brooke and May. Thus, you know, it's gone by the wayside nowadays, uh, but it is a blessing to my heart to see my girls sing, uh, to see kids doing something for the Lord, Amen. Uh, and I appreciate y'all coming back tonight. You know, I guess y'all are just a uh, glutton for punishment. Uh, so uh, y'all know what y'all are getting, but uh, enough of that. Amen. Uh, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 22. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 22. I'll be honest with you, it's just a simple thought tonight. And I hope that you can find a way that it applies. Uh, and we'll try to be brief. Uh, I know we've got the, the the thing after the church tonight, and I do congratulate the graduates for that. That's that's a blessing right there. That's quite an accomplishment in itself. You know, people fall off all the time, uh, but those kids can have some stick to itiveness a little bit. I know that's not a word, but we'll get into that too. Uh, but congratulations to them. If you got your Bible, turn with me, book of Isaiah, chapter 22. 22. And again, this is just a simple thought. Uh, but the Lord will have us to have tonight, and I uh, hope it will be a blessing and a help to you. The Bible says in verse number 23, verse number 23, it says, And I will fasten him as a, a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, and the offspring, and the issue, all vessels of small quantity, from the vessels of cups, even to the vessels of flagons. It says, In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall the nail that is fastened to the sure place be removed, and shall be cut down and fall, uh, and the burden that was upon it shall be cut off, for the Lord hath spoken it. We want to read that verse number 23 once again. And it says, And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. And I'll be honest with you, that, that little phrase right there is what stuck out to me the most. And some of y'all might have heard this, but I'm going to preach on just a little bit tonight, uh, just for a little while, a nail in a sure place. A nail in a sure place. Let's pray. My dear gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, once again for the opportunity to be at thy house, Lord, God, with thy people. And Lord, I pray, God, tonight you'd speak to us and help us and just draw us that much closer to you. Lord, for we sure do need you, Lord, each and every day. Lord, we are a needy people, Lord. And, and God, no doubt this world continued, to, God, to just to drain us, to affect us. But help us, God, today, God, this Lord's Day, God, not just take what we got this morning, God, but Lord, I pray you'd help us, God, to be receptive of what you'd have for us tonight, God, and apply it to our heart and lives, God. Help us, Lord, not just to be hearers of your word, but be doers of your word, Father, and draw that much closer to you. Lord, we love you, and we thank you, Lord. I pray you'd bless this church, God. Bless thy people. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. And amen. And as I got to thinking about this verse right here and meditating on it a little bit, I remember there was a time that my... Uh, that me and my brother-in-law, we were 
uh, he was cutting some wood and he was going to make this, he said he's going to make this big tabletop and there's some big logs out there close to the house. And it was a log about, I'm talking about about that big around. You couldn't reach the arms around it, but we was out there cutting on it and he had a pretty big chainsaw and, and he's cutting on that thing and he's cutting, he's about halfway through and all of a sudden he stopped and he stopped and he said, something's there. And I'm like, yeah, you just didn't feel like cutting no more. You know, that's how I was thinking. You just got hot. You didn't cut all these others. And he kept cutting, cutting. He tried it again and he tried it again. He said, he said, I don't know the saw. I think it's working. I don't know. It seems duller now. I don't, I don't know. So he flipped the log over and he cut it from the other side. And he began to cut it on that other side. And he, he got about to the same point on the other side. And he said, it's just not cutting anymore. Uh, I, I don't know what the deal is. And so he cut it from the other side. And, and before long, he's able to cut all the way around. He finally just kept pressing through. And as he pressed through the, the log cut, in half and, and right there almost in the middle of it is about the center of a coke can is about the, the middle of the, the log we got to and there was a nail there there was a nail right in the middle of that thing it probably been put there I mean when it was about that big around as a tree and now it's about that big around and you know what that nail right there today was a nail in a sure place that nail wasn't going anywhere amen that nail right there, you couldn't, I'm talking about you couldn't have pried it loose. You couldn't have done anything with it. But right here, I got to thinking about that. This verse come to my mind, a nail in a sure place. And that's exactly what this was. This tree was probably a hundred years old. Uh, and it was still there. It was still dull in chains. And it was still causing sparks. We got down there in the middle of that thing. It was just, you could tell finally there was something metal there. You just didn't know what it was. But it was a nail that had been driven there a long time ago and it had stayed there for that whole length of time and it wasn't going anywhere. It was a nail in a sure place. And I got looking at that, just, at that, just meditating on it and the Lord, as he began to speak to my heart about this, uh, this message and, and this verse right here. And, and I know we can take it and uh, go through the whole chapter, but we're not going to do that tonight. Uh, we're just going to look at this one verse. We're going to take that one phrase uh, with it and we're going to apply that. Make a spiritual application to it, amen? And I got to thinking about this, and I, I got to reading up on it, and there's, they say, I, I read that there was 36 types of nails. 36 different types of nails with 52 different applications or purposes in typical construction. 36 different, I mean, nails, and honestly, when you look at a nail, you really don't think a whole lot about it, do you? I mean, you look at it right there in a box. There's a box full of them. You got this nail for that. You got another nail for this. And, and, and I was thinking a little bit about it. I said the nail is often overlooked, is it not? A nail is often undervalued. A nail is often taken for granted, but yet it's one of the most important parts of the building process. You have a beautiful building here. I remember it from a long time ago before y'all redone it, and it was nice then even. But now it's, it's really nice and just the, the things y'all have done to it. But I guarantee you, y'all have probably had people come in here and say the same thing, have you not? Man, y'all have done a nice job here. Y'all look good. But, but Brother Terry, I doubt if anybody's ever come in and said, y'all got some nice nails. God, you see those nails? I bet y'all got some good looking nails. I bet y'all have got the best nails around. I bet y'all's nails are better than the nails down the road. I bet, I mean, I mean, do you, I mean, look at, I mean, how many nails did it take to put in here to get them walls up? How many nails was this? And how many nails did it take to put the trim up? How many nails did it take to put the doors in? How many, no, who, whoever asked them, somebody comes to your house and they begin looking at things and they say, hey, let me see your nails. I've never had anybody ask me that. Maybe y'all have. But right here, we're going to be talking about a nail in a sure place. 
And behind the scene, it's the nails that hold everything together. Behind the scene, it's the nails that's holding the sheetrock up. Behind, the, uh, behind this roof sheet, it's the nails that's holding the roofs up. Amen. What I'm trying to tell you today is that nails often overlooked and undervalued, but it's one of the most important parts in a building process. Anybody like to go, hey, I like to have a house that's put together with glue. Nobody puts the engineer, they won't get it approved. You understand what I'm saying on the plans? They say, we need 14 strands of glue. No, it don't, it don't work that way. Why? Hey, you want nails. You want something that has some strength. You want something that has some stability. Uh, you want something that's going to hold together. And I was looking at this, the purpose of the nail. The purpose of a nail is to hold together, to fasten. To hold together, to fasten. With a nail, with a simple nail, hey, with enough of them, you can build everything from birdhouses and skyscrapers. Everything but from a simple nail, you can take something that's very simple and just fasten these things together and you can build something very simple uh, or you can, be, you can build something very big, something very grand just from a simple nail. Bible says in Psalms 127.1, it said, Except the Lord build the house, they that labor, they labor in vain to build it. Talking about a nail in a sure place. You see, sin, what does sin like to do? Sin always likes to divide, Amen. Sin always likes to separate. Sin always likes to destroy. Sin always likes to tear apart. You understand what I'm saying? The same thing with culture in the world today. Hey, they're about tearing things apart. They're about tearing, I'm talking about tearing things down. They're about think, taking things uh, that we've had in our lives and just destroying that, demolishing that. Hey, but not the Lord Jesus Christ. He's about bringing things together, amen? He's about fastening things together. He's about things that will hold together and stand the test of time. I'm talking about a nail in a sure place. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.18, it said, All things are of God who hath reconciled, who hath reconciled unto himself by Jesus Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespass upon them. See, Jesus Christ, we see at Calvary, Jesus Christ is the nail uh, where God and man are fastened together at Calvary. Right there. You see what I'm saying? It's the man come to God right there at the foot of the cross. And God in heaven with his own son. He, what did he do? He fastened me and he fastened you to his own self using his own son. Hey, as a nail in a sure place. So Christ puts things back together, does it not? Christ to put your home back together. Christ to put your faith back together. Christ to put your family back together. Christ is about fastening things. Christ is a nail in a sure place. Not only the purpose of the nail is to hold things together, to fasten. But what about this right here? We read it in verse number 24. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house. What else do you do with a nail? You hang stuff on it. I know that's blowing somebody's theology right now. Like, yeah, Lee, what are you talking about? I mean, that's so simple. Hey, but it's, it's practical. You understand? It applies, amen. That's what you do with a nail right here. I, I read it and it says like this. To hang things on, to support or to, to display. You put a nail in your house, it's not just to hold the boards up, but you put another nail in your house to what? Hang a picture on. Do you not? Why are you hanging that picture on it? To display it. And do you know the things in your house identify who you are? You know, you can go to some people's house and they're all about NASCAR. And I'm talking about they've hung every poster of, uh, of, of Elliot. They've heard, hung every poster of, of Earnhardt. And you go there and they've hung every this. And they've, uh, either that, you've got somebody that likes to hunt. You understand what I'm saying? And they've got all their displayed books. They've got all their displayed trophies on the wall. How'd they get on the wall? How'd they stay on the wall? Simple nail. To hang or to display. 
to hang her to display. And that's what Christ did at Calvary. Right here that we see that God's glory was hung on Christ at Calvary. God's love was displayed for all mankind. Where? At Calvary. Right there at Calvary. Right there at the cross. As Jesus Christ was there, what to do? God hung His glory right on His own Son. Man's sin hung on Christ. But God's grace was displayed on Christ. See, the Word of God hangs on Christ and the very work of God hangs on Right there. Mine and your faith hangs right there. Everything that you and I believe hangs right there. So, so how much... How important is it a nail in a sure place? You understand what I'm saying? I, I, I'm hanging my family right here on this right here, on God's Word. I'm hanging my direction. I'm hanging my faith. I'm hanging, hey, the way that I need to go in life right here on the Word of God. And if that thing falls, then I'm in trouble. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, how much, is it, how much do we need and the world need something that's sure? I'm talking about a nail in a sure place. Amen? The Bible says put no confidence in man. See, that's where we go wrong sometimes, do we not? We put our confidence, we hang our issues in life on somebody else. The, the, the further I've gotten this thing, the older I've gotten, the, just the more I realize that, that people are people. You've got some people that are, man, man, they have good intentions, man. They got a good heart, but you know what? They're only able to do so much for you. But you put so much confidence in them and so much of, uh, uh, of what they think and things like that. And that's okay, but don't put everything you got on somebody. Because guess what? They could fall just as much as you could at any moment. But I'm here to tell you, Christ Jesus is a nail in a sure place. And you can hang everything you've got on Him. We sang that song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. I don't know why. I mean, I love that song. I mean, it's an old song, but I still love that song. And, 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 and whenever we sing that, I think of just those, those arms and things like that. I think over there where Moses and Joshua, they was battling and Moses was up on the mountain. And what they do? Uh, they got those two priests to help them hold up his arms. And I got to thinking, man, hey, uh, Moses, the great man of God, he was the great leader of God. He was, boy, he got weak, did he not? And he needed to say, somebody help me hold my hands up because they won't stay up much longer. Hey, but Christ, you understand what I'm saying? Nobody helped him hold his hands up and he held the sin of the whole world upon his own self. Amen. I'm talking about a nail in a sure place. God's glory hung on Christ at Calvary. Man's sin hung on Christ. And Christ stood firm. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight, church, that you can hang your family, you can hang your faith. Hey, man, you can hang your future on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? God wants to hang and display Christ on you. I'm serious. You and I are a trophy of God's grace. And He's wanting to display the goodness of God on you. You say, why for? Why? Because so others might see and say, man, look how God done that for them. And God said, yeah, I've done it for them. I can do it for you too. You see what I'm saying? We're, we're drawn. We're drawn, being drawn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Others see us, no matter how we speak, no matter how we talk. And I'll be honest with you, really on, on how we look. That can draw us or repel us from people. And we will need to be witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's keep marching on. Verse 23, it says, look at verse 23. It says, that nail in a sure place. Verse 23, what about this? I like the way it says, a sure place. Let's talk about the promise 
The promise of the nail. This promise of the nail, that sure place speaks of strength. That sure place uh, speaks of stability. That sure place uh, speaks of security. Has anybody ever nailed a nail in a wall and it just starts wiggling around? You know what I mean? It wasn't too sure. I, I, I've nailed stuff like that. Chris said, you sure it's going to hold? <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to work. I've done that with it and it just pulled right back out. That's a nail not in a sure place. You understand what I'm saying? But that's not what it said. It didn't say a nail in a mediocre place. It didn't say a nail that'll just get by a place. Amen? It didn't say in a nail that, hey, we just that's a convenient place. You understand? And that's where we live so many times. Lord, hey, I'll allow you to be in my life because it's convenient right now. I'll allow you to be in my life because it'll work right now. No, I'm talking about a nail in a sure place. Amen? This, this sure place speaks of the staying power of the nail. How about this right here? I, I was at the, I was at my folks one time and they had this mirror up on their dresser. They had this mirror up on their dresser and it, it, had, a, it had a big crack in it. And I was like, you know, I'm a little inquisitive. Nice way of saying curious, you know. And, and, I, and I seen it there, and it had a crack, so I asked my mom, I said, I said what, what happened to your mirror? What's going on right there? I said, well, I hung it up, and it failed. I said, okay, well, why'd you, what's the deal there? She said, have you ever, you ever had those command strips? You know what I'm talking about? Man, this command strips, you know, they'll hold an elephant in two dump trucks. That's what they tell you on the commercial. Just peel that off, stick it on the wall, and I'm talking about you can, you, you can climb all over it, rock climb on it, don't make a difference. These command strips, and you know, they, they title it command so it sounds strong, it sounds tough. She said, we put that right there, we put one of them command strips up, hung the mirror on it, we come back two days later and it's in the floor. I said, if you just put a nail up there, that wouldn't happen. But see, that's what our world's doing today. What are we doing? This is simple, this is easy, this is convenient. They say it'll work. So I'm just going to do it. No, 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 no. Don't get fooled by culture. Don't get fooled by society. Amen. That word of God's been working for thousands of years, for thousands of years, for thousands of years. I'm talking about in every situation, in every family, it's been working. It's working and it's working. It's not time to say, hey, let's try something new. It's not time to say, hey, this is a little bit different. Hey, it's time to, hey, let's go another direction. No, that word of God's been working. It's tried, it's tested, and it's true. I say, hang your future on the nail. Hey, hang your family on the nail. I say, hang your faith on the nail. Hey, don't break out one of these new things out here today. Hey, hey that I'll just put it up there and see if it works. Hey, your, uh, your life and your family's too valuable just to see if something works. Amen? I'd say the promise of the nail, talking about the staying power, the help that it gives. The help that it gives tonight, that nail. Has anybody ever been working and you stretched out too far on the ladder? I'm talking about it's against OSHA rules and regulations. So you stretched out there on that ladder and you got that piece of material, whatever it is, and you're out there and you're thinking, you've got a nail in one hand, you've got about four in your mouth, and you've got a hammer out there. And what are you thinking to yourself? You're saying, man, he said, if I could just get a nail in it, I can just sit, it's going to hold. I'm going to stretch just a little bit further. But if I know, hey, if I can just get a nail in it, uh, then the, I got it whipped. You understand what I'm saying? I can put that nail in it and I can get down and the whole job's whipped. Amen. If I can just get a nail in it. Maybe some of y'all's mind don't work like mine, but I'm telling you what, I've been in a number of situations trying to do some projects, and I was sitting here thinking, man, if I can just get out there and I can get a nail in it, amen, it's going to work out. What about this right here? I got to thinking about this. How about this? How's this apply? What about, you ever seen somebody stretched out in their life? I'm talking about on the very end. 
They're reaching out there. They're trying to do a good job. They're trying to put something up. They're trying to build something in their life. And the whole time you're sitting there, man, if you just make one wrong move, you're about to fall. And just as much as I said a while ago, if you can just get a nail in it, man, they're going to be all right. Well, what about this right here? You look at their life and you see how it's just, I mean, it's, it's, I'm talking about if they sneeze, man, they're gone. You understand what I mean? And then you think to yourself, man, if they can just get Jesus in it. If they can get just Jesus in that situation, they're going to be all right. If they can get to the Lord right there, if they can get back to the church house right there, they're going to be all right. Boy, they, they're, they're stretching themselves out. They're, they're, I'm talking about, uh, they're on the edge right there. They're on the precipice, man. They're about to fall. Uh, but the whole time you're thinking to yourself, man, if they junk everything else, they'd just get Jesus in that situation. If they get the Lord to take over, uh, if they would just ask you if they'd get Him involved in it, it'd be all right. I'm talking about a sure place. The promise of the nail to help. The promise of a nail to help. The Bible says in Psalms 40, 17, David said, But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Well, it's good to know the Lord thinks about you. That's good to know that God in heaven is thinking about you and the predicament in, the situation that you're in right now. He's thinking about you. He said, if I can just get in that. If I can just get in. Whatever it may be. I mean, I don't know how many folks is out there tonight, but I'm here to tell you there's a few, and there's probably just as many different situations and things in your life. He said, boy, I sure need... Sure. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do right here. I say, just get Jesus in it. Yeah. Just get Jesus in it. That's tried. It's testing. It's proven tonight. The promise of the nail, that staying power. What about the heart that it has? What about the heart that it has? We're talking about the help that it has. What about, what about the heart that it has? May, May, when she was real young, she had a little bit of a stay in a hospital. And she was in the hospital there for just a little bit. And Chrissy had went down and uh, <clears throat> I was staying with her at the time. But she was still in the hospital. She, she went to go get a snack or get something or other. And she come back and she was telling me this story that she said this grandma was in this... She had walked by the cancer ward. And she walked by the cancer ward and this, this grandma was in there and she was staying with this little boy. This eight-year-old boy. This little eight-year-old boy was in the hospital as her grandson... And he was in the cancer ward and he had sickle cell. And that sickle cell is a blood disease. And she was telling Chrissy that, yeah, he, he screams at me, he hollers at me. He calls her all kind of bad names. He said he wanted his mom. He said he wanted his mom, but you know what? They didn't know where she was. He said they didn't know where she was. She said, he don't, he don't know. She said that he didn't know where the mom was. And she said he don't know that I'm the only one that loves him. That little eight-year-old boy, he's screaming at his grandmama, telling her, Get, leave me alone, I want my mama. They don't even know where the mom's at. And, and the whole time he's sitting here, the grandma, she's, well, she's telling Chrissy, she said, she said no, he don't even know that I'm the only one that loves him, amen? And, and he said, the little boy told the grandma, said, hey, I wish that you would leave. Grandma said, she said, I wish that I could, but my heart won't let me. I'm talking about some staying power. I'm talking about a nail in a sure place. That nail's got some staying power. I got to thinking about some staying power. The heart that it has. It made me turn over there to the book of Romans chapter 8. It said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I'm talking about the heart of the staying power of a nail in a sure place tonight. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep uh, for the slaughter. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us. 
from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, if that ain't staying power, I don't know what is. He just gave you a whole big list of everything there. I got to thinking to my mind as I was thinking that, you know, the devil, he'll jump up there with a crowbar in your life and he'll sit here and try to pry things out of your life and pry you apart from the Lord. But the Lord says, hey, who shall separate us from the love of God? Christ, there's nothing in this world, uh, church, there's nothing in this world that's going to separate you from that nail in a sure place for the, for the heart that the God has for you. For the love that God has for you. Thought about that, that Calvary is a sure place. I got to thinking about that, the staying power that Christ showed at Calvary. Uh, Matthew 27 talks about when he was on the cross and they tried to get him to come down. They said, if thou be the Son of God, won't you come down and save thyself? You know what he said? He said, more I'd sure like to, but he said, I can't. He said, my heart just won't let me. Come down. If you're, if you're the Son of God, come down and save yourself. And no doubt he felt the sting of those, uh, of those nails in his hand. Uh, no doubt he felt the sting of those crown of thorns in his, on, on his brow. Uh, no doubt he felt the, uh, the sting of the, that beard being ripped off of him. He felt, he felt the sting of that cat of nine tails being across his back. I believe he felt the sting of the comments and the mocking that they gave him. He said, but I can't come down. He said, my heart won't let me. I'm talking about the staying power of God's love. A nail in a sure place. A nail in a sure place. What about this right here? I don't plan on being long tonight. How about the position of the nail? The position of the nail. That position of the nail. First of all, that nail, when you get that nail, it's got to be purchased. God says, no, you're not. You're bought with a price. If you're saved in here tonight, then guess what? You've been purchased. You've been bought with a price. You've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? It was a steep price. You understand? I mean, you, you go to the building supply store now. Uh, I mean, the prices have come down a little bit. But about a year ago, you'd go there and you're like, you kidding me? You want what for that? But how about this, church? How about the devil says, you want what for that? You want them for your blood? Steep price he paid for us, amen? Talking about the position. First it was, at first, we see it was purchased and all that, but it was picked up. I'm glad to know in here tonight that guess what, church? The God in heaven didn't leave me the way that he found me, amen? He didn't just save me and walk off from me and said, good luck with that. But no, man, he purchased me, he picked me up. And then what we see right here, uh, not only did that, but he uh, positioned me in the family of God, positioned me in the work of God, amen? And he wants to do the same thing for you, amen? If you're saved in here today, you're to thank the Lord in heaven uh, that he just didn't leave you the way that he found you. Talking about the positioning of the nail. You know, a nail, when you picked it up and you start, what do you got to do with that nail? That nail's not fulfilled its purpose until it's what? Hit. Until it's hit. Until it's hit, until it's struck. It's not used for its purpose. Until it's hit, until it's struck. Isaiah 53, 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. And guess what? The servant is not greater than the master. The servant is not greater than the master. You're nailing here this morning. You're saved. Man. You, you're going to take some licks. 
God said, here, I'm trying to put you in right here and you're going to take some licks. And so sometimes, man, it feels like, why in the world do you keep beating me? Why in the world? I'm talking about, it don't feel like nothing. That life is just beating you over the head and beating you over the head and beating you over the head. I wish things would stop and all of a sudden you hit a pause. And now I think that's just to really to rear back and get a better grip on the hammer, amen. Uh, and then all of a sudden, whoom, there it goes again. And you get hit and you get hit and you get hit. Why? That's your purpose. God's trying to build something with you. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 21, we're fitly framed together. The Lord's trying to build something with you. The Lord's trying to build something with your life. Not only the position of the nail, it's hit, but what about this right here? You know the whole time that nail's being hit, you know what it is? It's being held. It's being held the whole time. I'm talking about it's being held the whole time. I don't know how you drive a nail, but this is how I drive a nail. And the whole time it's being hit. But you know what? I'm going to hold it the whole time until, you know what? It doesn't fall out. I'm going to hit it. But I'm going to hold on to it until I know it's secure. You might be getting beaten in the head. You feel like God's beating you in the head right now. Okay, he might be beating you in the head right now. But you know what? You're getting beaten in the head right now. But he's still holding you the whole time. Lord, just say, hey, Lord, if you're going to hit me, I'd rather you hit me than anybody else. And if, Lord, you keep on hitting me, that means that, hey, then you're holding me, amen? And if you're holding me and you keep on hitting me and now you ain't holding me no more, that means you've driven me so far in you that I ain't going to fall out, amen? And I don't think anybody is. Anybody right here can be, uh, say that they'll never fall out. So in my, my book, I say, Lord, just keep on holding me. Lord, if you're going to keep hitting me, Lord, just keep on holding me. Lord, don't let me go. Lord, I know you beat me over the head right now, but don't let me go. Uh, just like that nail right there, Lord. Yeah, uh, boy, I ain't like it. But you know what? That's what that nail, that's the purpose of that nail. That's what that nail was made for. Uh, that nail was made to drive uh, deep down into something. That nail was made to sit here to be hit. Uh, it's not foreign to that nail to be hit. Why? Because that nail, that's what it was made for. That's what it was built for. And that's what it's going to do. It was held the whole time it was being hid. Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Hey, my flesh is failing. Man, my heart's failing. Man, I don't feel like I can keep on going. Hey, but right here, David has said, My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. What about this tonight? Verse 25 over here in our, in our reading, it says he's going to remove that nail. What about the position of the nail when the nail's not there? When the nail's not there. What does that leave? Leaves holes. Leaves voids. The nail, when it's left out, it leaves a mark. Not only that, when you pull the nail out, what happens? Things fall apart. John 15, 15 says, without me, you can do nothing. Well, you know what? You can do it for a little while. I, I heard a story the other day that it said that it was this airplane that took off. didn't have nobody in it. It said it was left in gear. And so it left in gear and it took off and it flew. It said it flew. It, it flew for about 90 miles. It said it, it just climbed on its own and it flew. And for a while it flew. But then when it ran out of fuel, what did it do? It crashed. It crashed hard. 
And that's the way you and I can be sometimes in life without God. And I just read it. Hey, if we're that, that nail of the Lord Jesus Christ is not in our life, without Him we can't do nothing. Hey, we might can walk for a little while. We might can build for a little while. We might can sit here and do some things uh, for a little while. But after a while, you're going to run out of fuel and your life's going to crash. Talking about that nail leaves voids when it's pulled out. That nail leaves marks when it's not there anymore. That, everything falls apart uh, when, that, uh, when you start pulling things out. What happens well, if we go to start pulling nails out of here? What are y'all going to say? We had a construction crew come in here with crowbars and nail pullers and hammers and things like that. You're going, whoa, 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 don't know. That, that, you can't do that. Why can't I? Because the whole thing's going to come down. You say, well, how does that apply? Well, church, if you're not in your place, then the whole thing's going to come down. I'm serious. Sometimes we don't feel like being there. You understand? But that's, that's not what we're called to do. We only do what you feel like doing. No, no, no. That, that nail right there said, my purpose for me is I'm going to hold that wall up right there. And not just me by myself, Brother Terry, but guess what? There's, at about 16 inches away, there's another nail there. And about 16 inches away, there's another nail there. And about 16 inches away, there's another nail there. Y'all getting the picture now? You see what I'm saying? It don't, you can't hold this building up with one nail. It takes many, many nails to hold the place up and to keep the place going. Hey, then you put the nails in this sheetrock. Then what do you do? You mud over it. Man, you can't even see these things. Man, they're behind the scenes. And you say, hey, nobody, man, the nail doesn't get the glory. You understand what I'm saying? But the nail holds everything, keeps everything going. I got to thinking about this. Talking about how, how, how does a nail back out of its spot? How does a nail that was once there is no longer there? How does a nail right here that we see uh, that it, it, it's just, it once was there, now it's not there, or maybe it's uh, kind of indifferent to itself? I was thinking about this a little bit right here. A nail, an exterior nail, like, a, like on the back of a deck. Uh, you, ever seen, you ever seen them nail pops? On the back of a deck? How did it get that way? Well, it got that way because it was exposed to the external elements. You understand what I'm saying? Time after time, after all the rain, after all the sun, after all the snow, after all the heat, after all the cold, those exterior elements, what they do? They finally drove that nail back out, amen? It was exposed to the outside elements. You see what I'm saying? And that's the same way it is with you and I. If we're just exposed to the things of the world on a continual basis, on a continual basis, hey, you get there out there on the job, and you know what you do? You're exposed to the things of the world. Hey, you get out there and you, you start uh, hanging with the wrong crowd. What are you? You're exposed to the things of the world. And pretty soon, you're going to find yourself backing out where you once was. It's a nail that's backed out. Nobody likes that. Has anybody ever caught their foot on the nail? Huh? Has anybody ever been walking outside somewhere on a on porch somewhere and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. You know what I'm Y'all start singing, leaning on the everlasting arms and you hit that nail on your foot? Huh? I love the Lord down deep in my heart. I just I ripped off my big toe. Amen? No. No, you don't. Yeah, I know what y'all say. Yeah, yeah. You look at you. Yeah, you're like, yeah. They, it's a few choice words. We're on tape, so I won't say it. But, what, but you know what? That, that would have never happened if that nail was where it was supposed to be. It never got a snag if that nail was where it was supposed to be. 
A loose nail can be dangerous. We just said that. What about this right here? Has anybody ever got a nail in their tire? Is that a blessing? <laughs> Going down 75, middle of Georgia, 800 mile an hour. <laughs> but you know what? If that nail, instead of being on the side of the road or in your tire, if it was where it was supposed to be, that never caused a flat tire. Church, if you're where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know what? You're never going to cause damage to somebody else. But we live in a day and an age with him that, guess what? Oh, I, I'm living for me. I'm living for now. It ain't about them. It's about me. They can do their own thing. Let them do their own thing. This is my life. I'll live it the way I want to. Okay, that's, that's cool. Well, then don't call yourself a Christian then. Because that's the lens. That's the perspective that people view you from if they know you go to church. Amen? That's the lens. That's the perspective that your kids look at you from too. How about it, Mom and Dad? Don't, 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 don't snag your family because you done backed out on some things. Don't, don't let your son or don't let your daughter or don't let your wife or don't let your husband. You understand what I'm saying? Don't be a snag to some other Christian. Don't be a snag to somebody at work. Don't be a snag. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, ask the Lord. Sit here and say, Lord, I, I, I'm on the outside, man. And these things right here, this just help, help me, God, to be where I need to be. What about this right here? I, I told you all a little bit about those. Uh, the reason why those nails on the outside, why they back out. You, you realize it's not just the nails that's outside that back out, but there's some nails on the inside that back out too. You got those nail pops. You ever seen that? You know, you build your house in about two or three years, you come look at me, you look at your wall, and all of a sudden there's ping, ping, ping. You know, nail pops. You know what those are from? Settling. Those are settling. And just as guilty, Brother Ron, as, hey, hey, you're out there exposing the world, but you got, you got a group of people, hey, I'm here every time the church opens. I'm talking about I'm here early for Sunday school. I, I come early and I stay late. I've got a good reputation, but guess what? We can get in the same rut as they get out there and have nail pops out there. You can have the exact same kind of nail pops on the inside of the church house because what you've done, you've just got here and just settled. I don't see anything on this wall, but I guarantee if there was a nail pop on that wall right now, it would stick out like a sore thumb. Amen? If you had a nail back out of that wall, you're gonna, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. You can walk by it. You can hit your head on it. All kind of things. But if that nail was driven where it needs to be, in the place where it needs to be, so let us not be guilty of the fact that, hey, hey, you can say, well, I'm not on the outside. I'm not letting the things of this world get to me. Hey, but guess what? In the church house, won't you get involved uh, with some things and get in that Bible and pray and say, Lord, help me not to drive back out the other direction, but keep me, hey, I might not be seen. I might not be appreciated, but Lord God in heaven, help me to be where I need to be. done with this brother Terry you can get you I don't know how you want to close your service out Just try to be a blessing to you tonight, church. Just trying to admonish you just a little bit. Just trying to encourage you to keep on going.
just trying to encourage you. Say, hey, it's easy to do. You understand what I'm saying? But the Bible right here, one of my favorite verses, it just helps me along the way. It's 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. I'm talking about a nail in a sure place tonight. I'm talking about unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know not, or as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I know it's silly to think, but you could ask one of them nails right there. And that nail say, I'm not important. I'm not important. I've just been holding this up this whole time. It's been 50 years and I've been holding this same place this time and time again. You say, I've only been here for two years. I've been in this same place. Uh, uh, time and time. Man, ain't nothing to I, I just don't feel appreciated on these things. Hey, but you're in your place. Amen. We see right here in our Bible, it says, Therefore be unmovable. Be steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding. You know what? When you're not even... When you're in the place the Lord has you, and it feels like, man, you're not going nowhere, you think, man, I'm not doing anything, but you're being unmovable. What does the Lord say about that right here? Abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain. In who? In the Lord. Not the one beside you. You know, I, I, I don't measure myself up to folks. You understand what I'm saying? We shouldn't measure each other up to folks. And so many times we get in a comparison trap, but it ain't about that because I'm not working for you. And hopefully you're not working for me. Amen. Hey, we're going to be working for the Lord. And while we're just, man, I'm stuck in this one place. Lord, drive me deep that I don't back out. And nobody else can see anything. But guess what, Lord? You're keeping count. Steadfast and movable. Knowing that your labor is not in vain. Sometimes, church, does it not feel like the things that you do, they're all in vain? Man, as much as I go, it just feels like it's in vain. As much as I do, it feels like it's in vain. Man, I keep on going and there's nothing. It just, I don't, I'm not seeing anything. No fruit from it. But you know what? If you're steadfast and unmovable, other people can count on you. Bob Jones Sr. said, The greatest ability is dependability. You say, well, I can't do much. Be dependable. Be where you're supposed to be. Amen. I don't know where you're at tonight, church. But I do know that a good carpenter, and I'm not a good carpenter, but a good carpenter take a nail that's been bent good carpenter take a nail that's been pulled out. It's been rusted up. It looks like it be thrown away, Brother Terry. I've seen my dad do it and I've seen others do it. They'll take an old, old, old can of nails that didn't look like they was good for nothing to be thrown away. Pick him one out. Lay it down. Take that hammer. Straighten it back out again. And nail it back in. Amen. I don't know where you're at tonight. You say, oh, I've done messed my life up. I'm, done. I'm too crooked of a nail. I can't be used for God. You say, Lord, why can't you just... It's going to take a little hammering. But he's got a whole lot of holding. Because he's got a whole lot of heart. And he'll hammer it delicately. But he'll put you back in his business. He'll put you back in his purpose. And when you're there, just stay there. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Let's all stand. Need to come to the altar and pray.